Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Gold Digger Approved Podcast, where we celebrate women building their own millions. I'm your host, Tina Lee Jones. And on today's show, we have an amazing woman by the name of Jessica Mosley. Jessica Mosley is a true Renaissance woman and an expert in so many fields. Jessica Mosley, better known as Miss CEO, has over seven years of experience in PR and has landed her clients on the Steve Harvey Show, Aspire TV, Huffington Post, Black Enterprise, Forbes, Essence, and OWN. She's a certified life coach with her own life coaching program, which is called Miss CEO Society for Coaches. Not to mention, she's also a board member for Forbes Coaches Council. Miss CEO is all about women's empowerment of women, and she does this through her radio show, uh, writing for other publications, writing her own books, or coaching female entrepreneurs one-on-one. Miss CEO, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Proof Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're more than welcome, honey. You are Gold Digger Approved, so why wouldn't I have you on my show? I love that. Gold Digger Approved. I like that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Miss CEO, first of all, you have so many different uh, businesses, and you do so many different things. When did you first get started in business? Like, what, like how many well, years total you been in business? Well, first, let me say this. Everything I do is under the umbrella of media, okay? So whether it's PR, publishing books, uh, coaching, it's all it's on the umbrella of media. Um, but I've been in business officially, um, what is this year? You know you're getting old when you got to remember what year it is. <laughs> but this is 2018, so since 2009, I've been doing entrepreneurial things. Yes, nine years in business. So I know you got your 10-year anniversary coming up next year, so I know you got to do something special. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm very excited because nothing comes easy. You know what I'm saying? Nothing Mm -hmm. comes easy. Right, nothing comes easy. Anything you really, 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 really want, you got to work for it. You got to work for it. So let's let's start talking about um, you being a life coach. You know, first of all, mm-hmm. you know, you're a certified life coach, but not, and, and first of all, the, the term life coach is thrown around so many, it's thrown around everywhere these days. So there's, you know, you got to be careful. There's not too many certified life coaches, but you're a certified life coach. And what uh, separates you is that you have a certified life coaching program that you get right. other people and send them through it. So, you know, talk about your program. Well, I thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I am a coach trainer, and I'm a certified I'm a certified coach trainer and a certified life coach. So I I some of these people out here, you're right, it is thrown around so much, but they didn't get the schooling. I literally went to the International Coaching Institute where I had to pay thousands of dollars to uh, be able to come aboard and to uh, become fully accredited to be able to turn around and certify other life coaches. Because, you know, when you hear people say, well, I'm a health coach or I'm an executive coach, there's really only two types of coaching uh, certification. That's either life or business. But people have special niches. So their niche may be health. 
So that's what they call themselves, health coaches, or it might be relationship coaches, or it might be a leadership coach, which would fall under the business coach certification. So uh, what separates me is the fact that I'm accredited. I always use the example, um, do you want $25,000? And everybody will raise their hand and say yes. I said, or would you rather have $125,000? And, of course, people keep their hands up because they want that extra money. Because you do have people out here that don't care if you have a certification or not. They just want to know if you can help them reach their goal. However, there are people out there that do want you to be certified. They do want to see that you, because you're charging the price, you have went through the proper schooling. You know what I'm saying? To be able to do so or to justify it in their mind about paying you. So, um, in other words, Miss CEO Society for Coaches is fully accredited, and we are recognized by the International Coaching Institute in the ICL. Well, there you have it. You got to get someone who's accredited and certified. Oh, yes. Yes. So let me, okay, so would you say that when someone is definitely seeking a life coach, because you said some people don't care if if the coach is certified or not, but just as a certified life coach yourself, you know, what would be the three things that you would say to look for in a coach whenever someone is looking for a life coach? Would it be personality, certifications, longevity in business, or what else? All of the above, what you just named. But I would also, you know, um, I would want to see their proof, okay, of what they've done. Because everybody can talk a good game. Anybody can go get good graphics made, go get you a nice graphic designer, put the right color schemes together. Pal, there you go. You have somebody who looks like they're doing it. But show me your track record. Show me your proof. How long have you been in business? How many clients have you worked with and that you can show me uh, progress in, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so these are the things that you need to look for when working with the life coach. And then how passionate are they? Because my thing is um, you can't teach me where you haven't been. Before I got into media, um, in radio, we're doing radio show, podcasts, um, PR, and publishing books, and now my own school. I was a VP for the bank, okay? And um, I used to be a life, uh, um, uh, look, I'm about to say, a life. I had my life and health and accident insurance licenses, okay? I was an insurance agent for United Healthcare. And then I went over into banking and became an investment banker, have all my uh, security license. And then I worked up to being a branch manager, a licensed branch manager, and then from there, regional and district, and, and um, ended up being a VP for the bank. I have um, – I had a, um, I had over uh, what was like close to three hundred million dollars in um, lending-based assets that I was responsible for, and I actually had over over three hundred, almost four hundred employees to roll up to me. So when I look for people that I'm going to be spending thousands of dollars with, I want to see what you've already managed because if you can't manage your own life, how are you going to help me manage mine? You get what I'm saying? Exactly. So you want to ask, ask people to see proof in the pudding. It's like, you know, what our grandmothers used to say, the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of people out here, like I said, anybody can go get a graphic done. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But show me what you've done. I tell you I'm a book publisher. I have over 100 authors under me now. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the proof is in the pudding. 
You know, and, every, and then I have repeat clients. They're not going to become my book client and then let me do PR for them if I can't do what I say that I can do. So exactly. all of that is important, you know, when, um, when you're telling people I'm able to do this and you're accepting money for it. Right. And see, the proof is really when you have that retention. Because when you have a client that's not just a one-off or one-hit wonder, but they keep coming back and spending money with you, that retention mm-hmm. is definitely, that's certified proof right there. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, mm-hmm. you being a, speaking of you being a book publisher, you know, you're not only are you a book publisher with over 100 authors under you, but you're also a writer as well because you've collaborated on a couple of books of your own. You've collaborated on Diary Confessions of a Happily Married Wife and I'm a Praying Wife. Now, you, this is, these are collaboration books. And, and clearly you're about, you know, women's empowerment because you like collaboration versus competition. So why is collaboration versus competition so important to you? Oh, gosh. I'm so glad you asked me that because I feel like we're more of a force to reckon with together versus um, – uh, you know, you better come on and say, me, it, girl. You better come on and say it. We are, let me because, interrupt you. Yeah, because you listen, one can put a thousand to fly, but two can do ten thousand to fly. If I come together with you, do you know how powerful that is? Do you know how powerful it is for me to open up my platform to you and for you to open up your platform to me? Do you know how mm-hmm. powerful it is? Um, you know, for us to work together. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. My thing is, if listen, there's enough room for everybody. There's enough money for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like there's people, like when I was in banking, there were people that would come to me and say, hey, I need a job. I would literally, I would literally give them a job. One of the girls called me. She's now in Florida. She's now the senior vice president over the Florida, over the Naples, Florida region. Okay? Mm. She's making a strong six figure, but I started her off as a teller. Mm. Okay? You, I loved it. She said, Jessica, thank you. I said, wow. She came back and said, thank you. That gives me, you know, I helped another sister out. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, she wasn't qualified. No, she didn't have cashier experience. And but those were things that could be taught to her. And I have countless other stories like that too. Mm-hmm. You know. So my thing is, how can I help you progress? Exactly. Now she's taking my school. Now she's a client of mine. But that's what I'm saying. Everything comes full circle. Everything does. Right, it definitely does. And the thing is that whenever you're able to help someone else elevate and you put them in position, you might need a favor from them one day. Never know. You never know because, you know, what goes around comes around. The same people you see going up and the same people you're going to see going down. You better preach it. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, so it's all the collaboration. I always say, and I even talked about this in my book, that, you know, it, it takes the pressure off. Like when you're collaborating on an event, you know, there's, coins in collaboration, okay? You, you're exposing Absolutely. each other to each other's audiences when you collaborate. Yes. So, Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're such a, um, a force to be reckoned with in PR as well. You, you know, like I mentioned in the intro, you've gotten your clients appearing on the Steve Harvey show, 
Black Enterprise, Good Morning America, OWN, and so many others. But how did you get started in PR? Because I know uh, people, I've met several people in PR, and they just, they're just not very receptive and open to, like, letting new people in or sharing information. So how did you get started in PR? Because, I mean, there's so many women listening that are in business. They want to know about PR. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I just actually, really, I didn't even know that I was, um, I didn't even know that I was doing PR. You know, when you get into radio, like what you're doing in podcasts, you start to meet so many people. So I started meeting, so people, people's actual PR would reach out to me. Hey, can I get my client on? And all this kind of stuff. And then I would meet people and say, oh, girl, I would love to one day be on a Steve Harvey radio show. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know the uh, producer over there. Let me just give her a call. I didn't even realize I was doing it already, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of just got into it. And then when I realized that I was doing PR, then I was able to put a fee with it, like, hey, I can get you blah, 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 because I knew the gatekeeper, you know. And a lot of times people think you have to have this perfect pitch. It's really about building relationships with those gatekeepers, you know. Mm-hmm. And then give people a chance that that you wouldn't normally give a chance to. I am one of those people, uh, Tina, Ms. Goldigner, that is for the underdog because I was always the underdog. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So yes. I don't want to be the person – to open the door for the underdog, okay? Because I know how it is. But PR was something that I just slipped into, and I love it. Listen, I, everybody loves a good underdog story. Everybody Come on, because I got one. Story. I got one. Okay, I think we both got one, girl. But listen, for you to be the person that, that's willing to open up their, you know, your, your Rolodex and your heart and your connections to an underdog, and see that underdog flourish? What? Girl, I know that's got to be a good feeling. It's got to be yes. a great feeling. Let me tell you, it is an awesome feeling. Um, like I said, I've been the underdog for so long. And I, to me, this is the year of the underdog, okay? Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't care. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what nobody thinks now. I'm not going to hold down. I'm not going to... uh push back, I know mm-hmm. what God has for me. I know that's right. I know that's right. Okay, now, and so, there's so many female entrepreneurs who listen to my podcast, and everybody wants PR. Everyone wants to be featured or is on TV or in a magazine. But as a PR expert, what would be the best approach for making that happen, happen for their own business when they are on a shoestring budget? And, and you know what, I'm glad you asked that because that's why I have different packages because I also know how it is to not have the money to play big, okay, mm-hmm. to play as big as some of these celebrities do, okay. So I have to get with someone who isn't just money-driven but it's purpose-driven, okay, because every PR expert is not for you. And, yes, they may have the connections but you may not be able to afford that. And I also think it's unfair for you to ask someone who's established in business to lower their prices to accommodate you. But mm. get with somebody who is willing to work with you where you're at. I mm-hmm. have packages for every budget. 
And then the question is, how bad do you want it? You may not be able to get your hair done this month. You may have to slick your hair back with some pro-style gel, okay? You may not be able to go get your nails and your feet done every week, okay? Or go get your eyelashes and your eyebrows done. Sacrifice. How bad do you want it? Look at some areas in your life that you can cut back on because there is a um, – I always say I'm the uh, PR person for everybody, for every budget. If you only got a hundred dollars, then I can get. I can guarantee you that I can get you at least a podcast interview. You understand what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. gotta start somewhere. Somewhere right. is better than nowhere. Exactly, and baby steps are better than no steps. That's right. Right. That's right. Now, Jessica, it's uh, Women's History Month, and so many. Yay! <laughs> I know, right? Yes. Women's History Month. Yes. And so many women are being celebrated for paving the way for us. But what does it mean to you for for you to be a woman in business creating her own history? What does that mean to you? Well, first I just got to give the glory to God. And one of my favorite songs is To God Be the Glory. Because I know that I am nothing without him. And I am a living witness that God takes every pain, every struggle, every disappointment, Every heartbreak, God uses it for his glory, for his glory, for his story. How bad do you? It's just like this, you know, to be a history maker, you know, um, because I have some good things in my history. I have some great things in my history, but I also have some devastating things in my history. I want all of my story to be told. I was a former victim of domestic violence abuse. I lived in a battered women's shelter. I lived in a battered women's transitional housing program, okay? Mm-hmm. I went, I lost everything. I had nothing. I was homeless. So what you're seeing in my life is God's grace on display. That's what you're seeing. So to be a, a woman, a history maker, I can't give nobody but the nobody the glory but God. I would have never ever thought that living in a battered women's transitional house that I could become an investment banker, that I could become a, a manager of a bank living in a battered women's transitional home. Mm, but God, oh yeah, but God, nobody can get the credit for that because I don't have an education in economics. That was God's wisdom. That was God's favor. Mhm. Mhm. So talk talk more about that. Your um history, you know, coming up and you know going to the battered women's shelter and all of that. So I want to talk more about that. Um, how did you? What would you say that got you there? Because I, I mean, we're talking about your glory, but let's dig uh-huh. a little bit deeper into the story. So what, what oh, yeah. exactly, what got you into a battered woman? I mean, we know what, what, what battered women are in shelters, but we'll talk about that story a little bit more, please. Well, I got in a bad relationship um, with, I got in a, a, the wrong relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one second. Yep, I got in a bad relationship. I, um and he was on drugs. And let me just say this, too, because I'm not ashamed of none of my story. Um, 
uh, hold on one second. I'm not ashamed of none of my story. So he uh, he was a cocaine addict slash drug dealer, okay? <laughs> he was a big-time drug dealer, so he got half his own supply. You know that song by Biggie Smalls, Never Get Half Your Own Supply. He did. Mm-hmm. And he also mm-hmm. introduced me to cocaine, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and I only did it for probably about a month or two, but I still was doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't do it every day, but I still did it. Do you know that I could have got hooked on cocaine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was the grace and the mercy of God. Then, you know, um, he counted my footsteps. Okay. It was a, uh, it because I at that time I was designing security systems for ADT. So me, I lost everything. I was making. I was making about $60,000 working for a year working for ADT doing that. But mm-hmm. my point in saying that is when I got into the situation of living in a battered women's shelter, it was because I had lost everything. When I left him, I left him with the clothes on my back, my seven-year-old son, and I was seven months pregnant. I left with nothing. Mm-hmm. Fur coats, diamonds. Uh, he let me keep all my money, too. So I was living a very nice life, comfortable life, mm. okay? So, but I still had a decision. So once I left him, I came to a city that I knew nothing about, Indianapolis, Indiana. I had heard of it, and I was pregnant. I didn't have nothing with a shut black eye, mm-hmm. okay? So, but my point, my point in sharing my story is because I remember when professionals like myself would come and speak to the, to the transitional women, the women that was in a transitional house, you know, um, and I remember, um, you know, just everything, how, how, how I was so depressed. They wanted to put me on um, depression medication. Let me tell you something, and I'm not against depression medication, However, I do believe in God, so I chose to, I ch- and I, yes, I do also believe in therapy because I was in therapy twice a week for um, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I was in individual therapy for twice a year, and I was in group uh, therapy uh, once a week for a year and a half. I am not against therapy. I think it's very good. I still go to therapy. Because it's good to talk to somebody. And as an African-American, we got that stigma in our minds that, oh, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to, uh, you know, you crazy if you go sit on somebody's couch. I almost want to say you crazy if you don't go talk to somebody. Listen, everybody needs Everybody. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. Everybody. I don't care who you are, what you do, what you got going on for yourself. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. But uh, nevertheless, me going to therapy really helped me. Um, It made me identify my past behavior, Um, especially with uh, the men that I had in uh, in the past, you know, prior to that. Why was I doing this to myself? You know, why, why, why? So you got to ask yourself all of these questions, you know. Why are you doing this? Why are you taking this route? Well, guess what? I'm excited, and I thank God for my journey. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey. I'm not ashamed of what has happened to me because it, it has been uh, what has saved me. 
it has been what has saved me. And it makes me more relatable to people. Right. So would you say that leaving him is definitely the best decision you ever made in your life? Girl, leaving him. <laughs> Don't get me started. Leaving him. No, but you know what? I would not change what happened to me. Had that never happened to me, I would never have had a compassion for women like I do. That's why my uh, brand is called the Miss CEO. Uh, because let me tell you something. I was one of those girls that used to watch the talk shows and be like, girl, you stupid. You in that relationship because you want to be. No, you might be one of the women that really love your man. Mm-hmm. That don't make you stupid because you love your man. Mm-hmm. Right. That right. don't make you stupid because you love that man. So, Jessica, you know? now, right, I understand exactly where you're coming from. You know, you, it makes you have more compassion and more empathy and empathize with women who are, you know, went through what you went through. So and now, not, you, No, not just better, but just period. It makes right. me want to help women, period. You know, have more compassion for them as far as even just ha- just help them, just helping them. You know what I'm saying? Just helping them be the best that they can be. You know, when I left my um my uh, when I left that relationship, um, I ended up losing my job at ADT Security. You know, and yes, I had went to school for business management, but guess what? Also, I didn't have nothing else to fall back on. So mm-hmm. me me going through that, it made me get my insurance license, my investment licenses. And then, okay, now I have a managerial experience. Now I – and I also – guess what else I did? I even went back to school for cosmetology. I would go there at nighttime because that was always a passion of mine. I'm a professional makeup artist with Mac, Mac Cosmetics and Bobby Brown Cosmetics. Well, now I freelance for them. But my point is I always want women to have more than one thing they can do in life because life happens to us all. Okay? It happens right. to us all. Right. So now do you go back to the shelters and the, uh, the traditional yes. houses and speak to them and tell them your story as well? Oh, yes. I mentored there. I just, um, in 2016, I received, 2017, well, yeah, 2016, I received the uh, Barack Obama Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award for community service. I always go back, reach back to help other women, and especially those that are in battered women's shelters. That is so important. That is so important because so many women, they reach a pinnacle point in their life, and they don't feel as if they don't have to reach back. They don't have to reach back, but you always should reach back and pull the next woman forward and help her move forward, whatever she's trying to do in life. That's so important. I commend you for that. I really do. Thank you. You're more than welcome. So you've accomplished so much, Jessica. You did, did, I, did I miss anything? Like, are you running for president next week? <laughs> no. You know what? I asked my husband. I said, can I go up for city council woman? He said, yes. Because, listen, you know what I do all day? I mean, I'm working on my client's thing. But another thing I do, another thing I do is, I have CNN on all my all the TV stations and my and all the TVs in my house. So as I get older, I'm learning more and more things about Jessica. You know about what I like, 
and I am very much into politics. Okay. So what's next? Are, do you, is your husband going to let you run for city council? Nah, he told me I need to have seven seats. <laughs> several seats? Katie, you need yeah. to have several seats? He said because now you're going to have the people looking all in our business. And I'm like, no, no, no. like, no. I'm like, we don't got nothing to hide. He said, I still don't want them people all in my business. <laughs> so, no. No, that's not next for me. Right. And one last thing, your Miss CEO radio show, uh, talk about that and how long you've been doing it and how someone can apply to be on your radio show because it's so inspirational. Thank you. Well, the Miss CEO Entrepreneurial Radio Show, um, I've been doing that for a year now. Prior to that, I was doing um, the Queen Esther Radio Show where I will, my specific um, audience was authors. So I would interview authors from all around the world, from all different uh, backgrounds and genres, you know. Um, with the Entrepreneurial Radio Show, my focus is on entrepreneurship. So no matter what stage of your entrepreneurial life you're in, um, you can be on the show. I like to hear people's stories. I like for people to tell the good, the bad, the ugly, and the glam of entrepreneurship because it's a, it's a grind every day. Nothing has been given to us, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so with that being said, we, you know, we just do what we have to do to make it, to make it work. And how can someone apply to be on your radio show? I mean, oh, they can reach out to me um, on MissCEO.com or they can, um, or they can do, um, or they can just inbox me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, they could just reach out. It doesn't matter however they do. I'm not one of those people that says, oh, you got to email me. I mean, it's still a, 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 you know, a, still a communication of, you know, all of this is a, main, a means and a ways of communication. So it doesn't matter how you get it out to me. Okay. Okay, good. Good. So one last thing. And um, that I'm really, really admire about you is that you are starting your own magazine called Miss CEO. And for for the entrepreneurial woman. And I see you already have your first cover that's ready to go. Bershawn Shaw. No, that was actually my teaser cover. That's not the, the double cover comes out next week. Um, that was my teaser cover. It's uh, I'm excited, girl. Look, you got me all excited. It's um, she was just my teaser cover, but she's actually going to be on my uh, she's going to be one of the double covers for next month. Yes, she is. Uh, for this month, she is. But yeah. the Miss CEO Entrepreneurial Magazine is for the entrepreneurial woman. So you're going to get information on wealth. Um, and I just sent you something showing, like, the contributing writers because you have people writing about wealth, um, relationships, and business, not, you know, not, not love, you know, a lot of boys, you know, man and woman relationship. But um, you got people talking about marketing, branding, all of that good stuff for this magazine. So I'm very, very excited. I'm proud of the content because it will help that businesswoman go to the next level. I'm super excited for you because I think that it's definitely much needed. You know, it's not, we don't, I don't think there's a magazine out that's uh, niched down to entrepreneurial women. 
I don't think there is. Um, but I'm super excited about it. And is it just going to be digital or is it going to be print as well? Both. Yes. Both. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. So if you want to advertise with me, anybody out there listening, reach out because you are definitely going to be at the right table. I promise you that. Well, uh, listen, you heard what she said. Reach out to her. Email her at MissCEO.com. That's M-I-Z-C as in cat, E-O.com. Or you can reach out to her on Instagram and get your uh, advertisement on because if you if your target audience is entrepreneurial women, then you need to get in front of them. Hello. That's right. That's right. So, Okay, so every gold digger that comes on the, the Gold Digger Proof podcast, ask them to leave our audience with a final gold digger tip. So, Miss Jessica, what would be your own personal gold digger tip for all the women in business listening now? Whatever your heart's desire is, go for it. There's no idea that's too that's I mean, I don't want you to ever think that an idea is dumb. If it comes to your mind, if you believe it, you can't achieve it. I know that you've been hearing that since you were a little girl, but I promise you, faith without works is dead, but faith with actions can yield a whole lot of money. Mm, I hear that. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Proof podcast. You are Gold Digger approved. You are a certified Gold Digger. Anytime you want to come back on to the show, you are more than welcome. Just bring, just continue to bring that energy that I love, girl, and just continue to uplift women and just just continue to be who you are because you are a beautiful, amazing spirit. It's been an honor to interview you here on my platform. Oh, thank you so much. And same here. Thank you for the opportunity. And I can't wait for you to come on on my radio show because we're going to be talking about the girl dig. Like, what's your girl dig? Okay? Yes. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. (laughs) Yes. So, ladies, be wonderful. Be great. But above all, always be a gold digger.